Good morning, my darlings. This is another segment for the Lady Barnard um, for her Diary of a Queen podcast. Um, what I am going to discuss this morning. Um, oh, forgive me. Peace, love, and blessings. <laughs> forgive me, I'm a bit groggy this morning. Um, peace, love, and blessings to everyone out here listening to my voice currently. And <clears throat> so I'm coming to you from a very cold and yet uh, sunny but extra cold um, London Bridge uh, morning here in the UK in London City. So, um, what I'm going to discuss and what I want to discuss is. Um, this issue that has been arising in me since joining this group that's more focused on my people on the Cape Flats in the Western Cape in South Africa. And so this has become like, you know, a flame has been ignited. How to get my people to undo years of oppression and, and how to undo that, you know, systematically. And it's always been talked about this education and this gangsterism that's happening on the Cape Flats currently, right now, which is predominantly under my people. But it not, it's not exclusive, but it is ravaging drugs, bad education and gangsterism. It's, it's a combination which is not foreign, if you stay with me here. It's a, it's a systematic way of oppression, of indentiousness because gangs are run the same way any system or any any gang or any hive mentality is run the same way with hierarchies and money at the helm and obviously recruitment and obviously education plays into that you know it's like a knock-on effect like I said it's a system it knocks itself on so low education breeds low confidence and low vibrancy and so people find it difficult to articulate themselves and if they don't have the necessary tools within themselves meaning um, they don't have that confidence and knowledge about themselves their past their history and how they fit into that there is that lack mentality and so they go into this world already impoverished already black and which literally spells lack in certain areas um, because education another thing whether it comes out of the home socially or it is coming out of a more curriculum more a European systematic curriculum of schooling which is formal education and so they are already on the back foot in all three of those and so it's a natural desire for these young men to go into this organization called gangsterism because it promotes confidence but the folly is it's a low vibrational confidence you know it was erected for and for that specific purposes number one <clears throat> the prison industrial complex is something that can't be denied. It's there to influence the, the fact that there's a judiciary, the fact that there is police, the fact that there are bad education. These are all tools belonging to also another system which is implemented called governance. So what does that tell you? 
it is by design that all of these institutions fail black people because these institutions were made or eradicated on a social order meant to foster white supremacy. It was never created in the last 1500 years to promote the betterment of blacks. Whether you are Khoisan, whether you are mixed Malay, whether you are Zulu, Oza, Venda, it doesn't matter. It was not our system. We've never really had a system to challenge white supremacy for the last 2,000 years. And so ours, technically, by decade, by century, has been lost. Our spirituality, our, our rites of passages, you know, our initiation, everything has been stripped out of melanin um, to the bare minimum. And we can see even if a culture holds on to its language and bare minimum spirituality, they still can progressively rise out of that, you know, rise within a system that's foreign, but yet internally, mentally, in their psyche, they hold on to a culture, something of that culture that propel them to actually succeed in a system that was meant to kill them. And so coming back to the Cape Flats, that is the thing that is missing. And it's hard to kind of educate the people when firstly, they are hell-bent in thinking that governments are there for them. Politicians are there for them. And I am only here in my heart, in my passion, in my love for them to spell this out. Politicians are not there for you. I know it's like telling you Christianity was not for you. Islam was not for you. These were tools that white supremacy created to rule you from, you know, to enslave the mind. And so in order to emancipate the mind, the truth is going to be rebuked for the falsehoods and so i don't want to go too far up with this so bringing it back to these things were not created simply you know for betterment of white supremacy there needs to be its duality which is impoverished brown skinned people running around like headless chickens who don't know who the hell they are that unites privilege. Please, do you need me to repeat that? The only thing that unites privilege is your incapacity to grapple or to grasp even an inch of your powerful DNA. And a calcified penile gland is mental slavery. Definitely. And how to uncalcify it is to know, is to learn, is to take these white supremacy tools, not to better yourself within the organizations, not just for that, but to go learn who you are privately, 
quietly, undercover, under cloak and dagger, and then from there rise, from there create a new foundation and rise out of it and stand on that. And you will notice change. And change starts by seeing the truth. As much as we feel that these people are going to fix our politics has never fixed anything for blackness. It wasn't designed forward. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't partake of a system that can't be eradicated now. Not really. Because how do you eradicate white supremacy? It's entrenched. It's birthed itself over and over and over. Literally. It's like those mixed race children now. It's attaching itself to the hive mentality, which is whiteness, you know, privilege. That's to be desired. And we can see that under blacks as well. But they still have a a, a hold of a culture which kind of can give them a certain uh, reprieve from the white gaze. And so... How to fix this issue of gangsterism is simple. It is. It starts out of the home. And socially, socially, how to fix that? If all children out of that homes come out with at least a sense of who they are without the white man, then there's hope who they are and how important they are without white supremacy, without even the the essence of pale European-ness and Dutch influences and the English influences. That needs to happen out of the house. A system needs to be taught in the house how it works. So by the time a child is 15, they understand who they are their purpose and how they fit into it and that they will have to play ball now but these are the rules and this is how you have to play ball and of course you on the back foot but you're not that much on the back foot because you know who you are you also know what you've lost and what you can't reclaim but you also know now what you can claim with what you know and take it from there Things will dramatically change. Now, if there is no school books and proper school and proper teachers, that comes from big governments now. And so what can happen is these children that have a knowledge of themselves, that has a knowledge of community, family, a sense of duty, a sense of manhood, a sense of womanhood and proudness, those are the children that will go into these politics and they will policy from that perspective you know and how to fix gangsterism is to tell these kids who they are is to tell these kids who they are without the influence of religion is to tell these kids who they are and who who is blackness in a sense, without the white gaze, without the lies, without the illusion. How do you instill confidence? Is by talking to their fears. And their fears are are simple. They don't know who they are. 
They don't know where they belong. They don't see a sense of themselves in corporations. They don't see an image of themselves. How can they see an image of blackness and not know that is who they are? Because within them, they don't even know that they can and willingly, lovingly can attach them to Africanness and blackness. And that is theirs, you know. Now, if we're talking concessions and money, we can talk about the effects of this all day, but the root cause still comes back. You're not going to fix gangsterism. No, what you are going to do is fix your thinking. Fix the way you look at gangsterism. Because in a sense, despite the murder and the plunder and the pain that it caused, it is also a system. And it works flawlessly, like white supremacy, like the present industrial complex, like the financial banking um, systems. They're all mobs and gangs and institutions and systems. And they all work on this concept of us against them. They all work on it. And so if we can get our children to become us and see them and compete with that and not each other, then, you know, then we stand a chance at least infiltrating quietly, you know, quietly build. It's going to take another 30 years to see change. It's not going to be in the next 10 you know, because those children need to come out of that mentality and then they have to be made productive members. And how can they may be made productive members? People would assume just to give them a job. No, going into a job as a 19, 21-year-old, yes, brings a certain confidence to your biology as in a man, feeding your family. But what is this man going to teach his kids? The same lack will come out of him. He's going to lay with a woman spend his seed in a womb that also don't identify with a spirituality and a culture, both of them are going to raise colored mixed race children who still can't identify black. You see, the problem just will perpetuate itself and the next generation of little gangsters and little... Boof, it's raised... They find themselves ostracized. They find themselves outside of everything because, you know, war, war happens on the inside of you first and then it comes out. And like Byron Katie says, all wars belong on paper. If you should ask me today, who am I? I would be able to articulate that and I work from that foundation. But if you had to ask me that when I was six... I would not have been able to tell you. And I'm trying to get people to to come back to the basic state of intelligence and thinking. You know, we can say, oh, but they don't give us this. And we gave them a chance. Please give yourself a chance to breathe and meditate and go learn. And where do you start? You ask your ancestors within you there is a portal called a pineal gland you sit in that meditation get yourself some sage get i mean you're on the you you're on the cape there's lots of 
stones and crystals, things that connect you to the power and vibration of this damn earth. Get yourself some herbs, smoke it, drink it, and meditate and go speak to your ancestors. Ask for guidance. This is not what the church and the system wants. They want you separated from the connection within yourselves. Go into that melanin and go call on your ancestors and ask them to guide you to the next step and the next person. You need to know. And the first thing you need to know is how to connect with the neither realm, who you are. And how can you do that if all you're going to do is pray to Jesus? Jesus is also another problem. Jesus doesn't take you to yourself, to your ancestors. It's a concept. It's an allegory. I like using Jesus because I like the story. Jesus prayed. What did he do? He prayed till the blood ran from his bro. Red. What does that tell you? You're going to have to fight for this. Internally pray to your ancestors for guidance. Because this cup is better. Please make my heart strong. Jesus is not going to fix this. Because there's nothing to fix. What there is, is something to get to know. And something to unlearn. And, and that's all I will leave you with. As much as I might receive a lot of criticism for all of this, it comes out of love. I'm not here to fight with my people. I don't fight with you like I do. I'm not ignorant. I have a knowledge of self. I don't fight with blackness like that. Not anymore. I know who I am. I know who you are. I, my, I don't do that. Never again. It doesn't mean that I can't be passionate and and I can't act accordingly and with care and with understanding, empathy and sympathy, you know. And that I can't bring it down or humble myself. No, I can do that easily because I trained myself how to do that. So I trained myself, when I look at blackness, I'm looking in the mirror, this is now me, I'm not fighting with myself. I'm not fighting with my people. I'm fighting with them that wanna hurt you. Now, if what I'm saying right now hurts you, know that I will be there to fix that. Once you come over the hurt, I'm not gonna leave you there in disparity and angry, you know. That's not my... That's not what I'm about. I will come to you and humble myself and apologize. But I will never apologize for the truth. Maybe for how it had to hurt you. So with that being said, fear not. Fear not who you are. Because you are biologically superior. And this is the Lady Barnard with a diary of a queen. Take care.